guys are having a great morning out there. Hopefully it wasn't too wet and cold. And all you people out in the foyer, hopefully see you guys in here soon. Are you guys having a good day? Sort of. Are you having a good day? Yeah. Okay, we're going to need some more enthusiasm. So everyone up on your feet and let's start praising our God. Yeah, come on. Let's get this place moving. Come on. Here we go. To that side, to the side. There we go. It's your heart we're searching for. We want you and nothing more. Let your glory fill this place. Cause we're alive in your presence. Come on, church, we declare. It's your heart we're searching for. We want you.
singing this morning and then the girls here we go boys let your spirit light it up today so light it up you're the light of the world this side let your spirit light it up today so light it up you're the light of the world come on girls let your spirit light it up today so light it up you're the light of the world let your spirit light it up today Power, light it up within me, your spirit. 
Come on, let's give a shout of praise. Has anyone got a shout of praise this morning? Come on. Thank you, God, that you are here with us right now. Thank you, God, for your presence. God, we are aware of your presence with us. Thank you, God, that you light up this place today. Thank you, God, that you light up our lives. Thank you, God, that you are here. Thank you, God, that nothing is impossible when you are here. Thank you, God, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. Thank you, God, for freedom in this place today. May we be open to you today. May we be open to what you want to do in our hearts today, in our lives today. Thank you, God, that you are with us. Thank you, God, for your blessing, your presence poured out upon every person here today. Thank you, God, that you would meet everyone right where we're at today. Thank you, God. We welcome you. We welcome you, God. We glorify you, God. We glorify you in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome to church this morning. It's good to be here in the warm, in the dry, out of the rain. It's winter time, isn't it? Well, you may be seated. Welcome to church. If you're here with us today for the first time, a special welcome to you today. Pray that you enjoy our morning together this morning. And if you haven't yet received a one of our guest bags, then we would love you to pick a guest bag up as you leave this morning. It is on your right in the foyer there. Someone should be there to meet you and give you one of our lovely guest bags. Hope you enjoyed coffee in the crossover cafe before our gathering. Who enjoyed nice coffee? Nice warm coffee. Yeah, isn't that great? Good way to start the morning. Good way to start the day. Well, have you had all had a good week? Yes. Fantastic. Have there been any birthdays this week? Have there been any wedding anniversaries? One today. birthday. Awesome. Come and join me if you've had a birthday or a wedding anniversary this past week. Hunter, is it your birthday today? That is so exciting. Awesome. He's three today. Wow, that is so cool. And you got your chocolate already? Fantastic. I like your t-shirt. Thomas, awesome. 36 years. Come on. <laughs> Give him a hand. Congratulations. Awesome. Okay. How old are you? Awesome. 12 years old. We've had a couple of birthdays. Three. Another three year old. And five. Five. Oh my goodness. How exciting. Is school good? Have you been at school? Yeah. Awesome. Well, church, let's stand together and we're going to pray for our family.
Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them a hand. Everyone's got chocolate? Awesome. Birthdays are great. Two three-year-olds. Well, a couple of things to draw your attention to. Next weekend, we have an exciting weekend in the life of our church. School of the Spirit is happening next weekend. If you have not registered, I strongly encourage you to register after our gathering. You can do that at the Hub or you can do that online. We have got Helen Calder coming to be with us next weekend. Uh, She is a prophet or prophetess, whichever word you like to use. She's on the team with Steve McCracken. Many of you will know Steve McCracken, uh, who comes and sees us every year, ministers into our church. Helen is carrying something incredible for our church. And so I'm excited about her being with us next weekend. So if you can possibly get to School of the Spirit, I encourage you to to get there, to be there, to be a part of what God is doing in our church. And then Helen, if you can't be there, Helen is going to be with us on the Sunday. We're going to do something a little bit different, church. Are you ready? We are going to do a combined 9am gathering next Sunday. Combined 9am, I do not believe it's been done before. (laughs) Something brand new. Oh yeah, I like that music. (laughs) Combined 9am gathering, okay? So you need to diary that now, register it now in your head. Tell all of your friends, tell your your Activate group, your small groups. Combined 9am gathering is happening next week. One of the reasons that we're doing combined 9am is because uh, Helen is going to be speaking uh, to us Sunday morning and then she is going to be going over to Te Mutu and speaking uh, with Phil and Kathy in Te Te Mutu also on Sunday morning. And then we have Helen Calder coming back at the 6pm gathering. So if you can possibly make it to the 9am and the 6pm, I encourage you to do that because she's going to be uh, uh, ministering prophetically in our 6pm gathering with us also. So, next Sunday, 9am, and we're going to have morning tea afterwards, and then, (laughs) morning tea I said, (laughs) Ashley's all in for KFC, but another time, another time. 9 a.m., 6 p.m. next Sunday. And if you can get to School of the Spirit, I encourage you, go and register for that. It's going to be great. Pastor Ray's in Activate Raglan today. Isn't that great? Activate Raglan are being blessed. So thank you, God. Bless Pastor Ray. Bless the church there in Jesus' name. You would have received one of uh, the cards of uh, Christine Harding's uh, make a note of her prayer points. It'd be great for you to pray into that. Those prayer cards have been, the missions cards, prayer cards have been good, haven't they? Yeah, all part of our family, aren't they? 
just not right here in Hamilton, but a part of our family around the world. But I think I've covered everything there. We have a fantastic testimony that is going to be shared with us. So Sharon is going to come and share with us. Now, uh, who has been receiving the emails, the in everything prayer emails? Give me a wave if you've been receiving those. So you would have seen that yesterday's prayer point that we were praying into together uh, was for to see God do more of the miraculous in our small groups, in our Activate groups. And so where is Sharon? Is Sharon, Sharon here somewhere? Here she is. Sharon is going to come and share with us, and I think you're going to get excited. If you were praying into that yesterday, I think, yeah, you're going to get excited. I know it. So give Sharon a hand as she comes. Good morning, everybody. Um, I've shared this testimony at the 9am service, so he's hoping it's twice as good. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Sharon Udy, and I've been here at Activate Church for just on 18 months now and really enjoying it. Um, I want to share with you something this morning that God has done in my life, and it was a miracle. But first of all, um, when I was a young teenager, or since I was a young teenager, I've lived with constant, chronic, low back and hip pain. And over many, many years, I've seen chiropractors and osteopaths on a regular basis, and they do a great job. And this brought relief for a short time. However, after about a month of treatment, um, my body would just return to feeling restricted and being in pain again. And at the beginning of this year, I went to see a physiotherapist in Hamilton who does sport and injury massage. And she also worked part-time at the shoe clinic in Hamilton. So she knew a lot about um, biomechanics and the way that our, our bodies work together. She said to me from her observation that I possibly had one leg shorter than the other. Well, this was huge news to me because no one else had ever said it before. But if this was the case, she said, I'd just go around in circles trying to deal to pain when I needed to correct my body structure. She explained that everyone can have bones that are different in length, but if it's more than one centimetre in difference, um, it can cause structural problems and pain. So she suggested that I see a podiatrist at the shoe clinic for assessment. So along I went, the podiatrist measured my limbs and told me that the left tibia bone, which runs from the left knee down to the foot, was 1.2 centimetres shorter than my right leg, which meant my body was out of balance. And if you'd seen me before today, my shoulders, I was down, I was, I was lopsided, but I just thought, well, that's me. She said, you need special shoes with a lift insert in the left shoe to raise your left leg um, to correct the balance or imbalance. So I made another appointment to see her at the clinic three weeks later. But a few days after that, I started to feel very uncomfortable in my spirit. I had a faith crisis. I had accepted, okay, this is what's going to happen. And I'd been praying along the way, but I hadn't asked God to heal me directly. Like I hadn't said, God, 
grow my leg. I knew in my mind he could grow a bone, but what was his will in my situation? Was I to accept this avenue as the means of bringing relief? So I prayed and I kept on praying, asking God to make the left tibia bone the same length as the right before the next podiatrist appointment. I went to the appointment and sadly after re-measuring and lots of other tests, I still had a shorter leg. So I left the clinic with a brand new pair of orthotic shoes for work and two inserts, one that I could put in another pair of shoes at home. Well, the shoes made, they did make a big difference, but of course I wasn't wearing them all the time. Um, And I happened to mention all this one night at Activate Group. And God bless my faith-filled friends because they said, let's pray over you. So I sat in a chair with my friend holding my feet and everyone else was praying. And I didn't know what to expect except that I just said, God, I'm open. Then I heard a command. I heard someone say, yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we command that leg to grow. Well, I immediately felt my lower left leg sort of shunt forward. And my first thought was, oh, did I do that? Was that my own reflex action? Well, out came the measuring tape. And we did the measure test. And sure enough, my friend declared they're the same length. I guess... um, doubt creeps in, so just to be sure, I measured the knee to floor length the next morning myself. Sure enough, they were even. I got on the phone to try and uh, ring my podiatrist to ask her to recheck and verify what had happened, but she had since moved. So I thought, okay, just one more test. I'll put my shoes on with the lift in them. I did, and well, of course, I felt lopsided, but the other way this time. So this morning I stand here today to declare that God grew my leg through the power of His Word, spoken by His people, in the name of Jesus and by His Holy Spirit. He did it and I thank and praise His name and what He did for me, He can do for you. Amen. How cool is that? Thank you, God. Well, kids, God heals today. Isn't that cool? God heals today. So maybe you can go out and pray for healing upon any kids today because God heals today. Have an incredible morning, kids. We have five, two, 12 or 13-year-olds going that way and three to four-year-olds going that way. Have an amazing morning. God bless you, incredible leaders. God heals today. Who needs healing? Who needs healing today? There's a few. How about we stand all together? And how about you raise your hand really high? If you need healing today, raise it really, really high. How about you look for someone around about you that needs healing today? Go and lay hands on them. them. And as that group did around Sharon, command healing 
in Jesus' name because God heals today. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for these people with their hands raised. Church, make sure you lay hands on someone with their hand raised. Don't, let, don't miss anyone out. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for healing. I thank you, God, that you healed Sharon. I thank you, God, that you are a God of the miraculous, that you are a God of fullness. And I declare fullness of healing upon every single person that needs it here in Jesus' Name. I command that healing power in each of these bodies in Jesus' Name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the power of testimony. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We give you praise. You are good. We declare that in this place today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Let's worship Him. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
Guide us, Holy Spirit. Speak to us again. Sing, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, welcome. You are welcome. Guide us, Holy Spirit, speak to us again. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, welcome. You are Guide us, Holy Spirit, speak to us again. See, why do I tapu? Why do I tapu?
let us experience let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become two things at the moment and one is you know we've prayed for healing in your body I really sense that he wants to pray for financial breakthrough for people who are struggling but before we go there there's someone over this side and you've been praying that God would use you it could be you Melina be careful um, that someone you've been praying that God will use you and um, in the area of the spiritual gifts and you're carrying a prophetic word right now and it feels like it's going to burst out of you but you don't know what to do with it if that's you, why don't you come and have a quick talk to Jan? And there you go. And you guys can work out what you're going to do with it yourselves. If you're struggling in the area of finances, why don't you just lift your hand now? Maybe bow your heads. Everyone bow your heads. Just give the people privacy on your left and right. It's not about airing where things are at. Just if you need a breakthrough in your finances, just lift your hand quietly. Great. Fantastic. Holy Spirit, you leave you see every hand that's lifted up right now and 
you're able to change the situation in a moment of time. Holy Spirit, I ask now that you would rest on every person that's lifted their hands asking you for help this morning and that you would bring a breakthrough in their financial situation. Lord, whether that is about meeting the right person or the right idea coming, you know the right thing for the right person. I declare breakthrough in Jesus' name. Father, where the devourer is trying to rob and steal and kill and destroy, I rebuke him and bind his power in Jesus' name. And right now, I release life, I release liberty, I release abundance in Jesus' name. And Father, we take hold of the answer in you this morning. We declare that you are the answer, that you are the solution and believe that you will release that solution by faith. Father, for every person with their lifted hand lifted, I ask that you would give them something, whether it's a picture or something, a thought that they can take hold of right now by faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You guys come. Yeah, great. Take a seat if you want to. Um, I just got a word from God, and it really applies to everybody. And it just, he just saying, My children, I love you with an unending love. I've heard your cries, and I know your hurts. Don't be afraid, for I'm with you, and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You are mine, and I am yours, so draw near. And Jan was just confirming that he feels that you guys need to draw near and lay those at his feet, because he's just waiting with open arms. Put on your touch. It's great. Great. Fantastic. Let, let's sing um, just the last verse again, eh? And if that applies to you, why don't you put it at Jesus' feet? And we've got time. Take a moment. Put it at his feet. Listen to his voice.
hasn't been speaking to us, but I declare right now and I release, Holy Spirit, that you would refresh us, that you would speak again. In Jesus' name. Nari was just saying to Jan, she could see an echo of that song over the Waikato. It's a great picture, isn't it? Holy Spirit, you're welcome. I'll tell you this much, we're sunk without him. Yeah? We are sunk without him. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, good morning. It's nice to see you. You doing all right? Yeah, you doing all right? Doing all right? Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Why don't you just greet the person next to you, tell them they're looking mighty fine this morning and made a great choice to come to church today and sitting in here in the warmth. You could have been in the garden in the rain at home, but here you are in the warm dry. Hey, a couple of things I want to tell you about very quickly before I get underway. That is, there's a new ministry starting in the life of the church called Business Plus. And if you've got a passion for business and you've got a passion for uh, seeing the values and the passions of Jesus outworked through business uh, in our community and, and wider, I encourage you to catch up with Pastor Trevor Wilson. He's not here this morning, although I'm talking about it. Uh, he's in Christchurch. But it's going to kick off very soon. And um, so if you've got a passion in that area, uh, Pastor Trevor Wilson, and if you don't know who he is, get hold of myself or the office or somebody, and we'll get you in touch with him. But that's going to be a great ministry going forward. So he retired last year from being the CEO of ATC, but it would be wrong that he had nothing to do. (laughs) So we've commissioned him. It's going to be very, very good. The other thing I wanted to tell you about this morning is that, um, and just let you know, is that we have received Luke Ferber's, uh, our youth director, we've received his resignation. And um, you, Luke has been uh, leading youth for a number of years now, and he's been involved in the youth ministry for a long time. He's going to pursue some study for a few years, which is a, a very good decision, I, I think. And um, political science, have I got that right? Political science, I think that's right. Um, which, which is great. But just so you know, if you've got an absolute burning desire that you need to lead youth, we will be taking expressions of interest over the next little while. That doesn't guarantee you anything, but if you're interested, make sure you express it. How's that? Good. Very good. Shall we pray? Yeah. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that you are talking to us. I thank you that you've made yourself present amongst us. And I love your presence. I love gathering with your people in your presence. It is so good. And today I ask that you would, in some cases, sow a seed, in other cases, that you would flick a harvest switch in us. I pray that every day, every, today, every one of us would respond to you in some way and we would allow you to journey us And keep journeying us forward in Jesus' name. Our desire is to honor you. Our desire is to lift you up. Our desire is that you would be famous in our city and in our country and in the countries of the world. And it is such a privilege to know you. It is such a privilege to do life with you. Thank you for today. And we're open to hear your voice. Amen. Amen. 
Make sure, please, if you were healed this morning, make sure you tell someone that you were healed. would be really good and, um, because it's great. It's so encouraging. I've been receiving emails from people the last few weeks that are receiving miracles of healing in their bodies and um, more than I've received for a long, long time. And, um, and great miracles, you know, things happening in people's bodies, been struggling with stuff for years, like we heard from Sharon this morning, and um, God's miraculously touching them and setting them free of whatever's been going on. It is very exciting. It's great. God's doing something, so it's worth celebrating. Well, I love this challenge that God's put before us of building a house of prayer. I love it. I love what it means. I find it incredibly challenging both corporately and also individually. Sometimes I sit down and think, I'm just going to watch TV now, and I get that thought, you could be praying, Sheridan. I'm like, yeah, I could be. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, we all have those thoughts, don't we? And um, it's incredibly challenging. You know, driving in my car, I just some, I might be listening to the radio or whatever, and I think, you know, this would be a real good time to spend some time praying. And, um, you know, whether I'm praying in English or praying in tongues, I prayed all the way to Rotorua and back in tongues the other day. It was fantastic. And um, just great. You feel your spirit starting to soar. And when Jesus said, build a house of prayer, he was talking in the context about the temple, and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to us as individuals as well as corporately. And I love some of the things he's been saying. I love some of the things we've highlighted in our gatherings that, you know, the, the first mention of prayer, the Hebrew word literally means to turn your head to the one who can carry the burden. That is a releasing revelation. Incredibly releasing. Well, um, you know, our Father who is in heaven, not the best translation, it literally means our Father who is in the very air that we breathe. And getting that revelation and understanding that he is right here. And that when I'm praying, I'm not trying to stretch out to the other side of the universe or something crazy. I am praying to my Father who is right here, right now. As close as the air I breathe. What an incredibly liberating thought. Well, today I want to keep talking around prayer. And I want to address specifically baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because in my thinking, baptism of the Holy Spirit is a critical part of our prayer life. And that has critical outworkings in our prayer life. So we're going to talk about that this morning. I can remember when I was a teenager, and actually I was around at Gray Street, uh, which was called Gray Street Apo, or Hamilton East Apo, or something at the time. And um, I can remember at the end of the service, there was an invitation for those who want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, that night, no one went forward as such. We sat in our seats and people gathered around. But I can still remember people gathering around and laying hands on me to be baptized, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I can remember the buzz it was. I closed my eyes. It's like I'm there. I can remember that it was, it was just it was thrilling. There was a sense of adventure. There was a sense of life. There was a sense of journeying with God, the sense that God was giving me a nudge forward in the direction that he wanted to go. And it was a great thing. I remember speaking in tongues for the first time and thinking, wow, this is crazy and this is weird, but this is so cool. And I can remember all those feelings. And I think Jesus, nothing's changed. The Holy Spirit still wants each of us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Father wants us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk about that today, and it won't be exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination, 
But I would like to, if nothing else, whet our appetites a little. Does anyone know who John Kennard is? Not you, Owen. Does anyone else know who John Kennard is? Yeah, you would. Yes, good. Does anyone know who Hayden Padden is? No one even knows who Hayden Padden is. You do, you do. Hayden Padden is a professional rally driver. He is a Kiwi. And he is doing, he is doing the best right now that a Kiwi has ever done in World Rally. He won a World Championship round a couple of uh, a month or so ago. Since then, he's crashed out a couple of times, but we won't talk about that. But but he won a round. He's doing really really well. And um, he he's a he's he's a man that is hidden somewhere. I'll tell you. He he's a very gifted young man. But John Kennard is his co-driver. And when I think of the Holy Spirit. I'm mean, baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's role in my life, I think a little bit of rally driving. Now, you can take the illustration too far and it'll all just fall apart, so we won't go that far. But I think of rally driving because the reason that Hayden Patton can drive so fast is because he's got a co-driver. Because many of us would look at the roads that he's driving and go on and go, that would be impossible to go that fast there. It's just it's incredibly difficult to navigate. How, how do you do that? But it's the co-driver that allows him to go fast because the co-driver is communicating in his ear continuously. The co-driver is telling him about the corners that are coming up. The co-driver is telling him what gear to go around the corner in how sharp the corner is, any hazards along the way that he needs to keep his eyes out for and be aware of. The co-driver warns him, the co-driver guides him, communicates, encourages him, and illuminates the scene, much the way the Holy Spirit does in our lives. The Holy Spirit does the same when we're listening to him. When we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, he'll whisper in our ear, how to do that, how to do this. Be careful of this. Watch out for that. Go for it now. He will illuminate, bring truth to a situation much the same way. And what the co-driver does for the rally driver is give them incredible confidence to get the most out of the journey. The absolute most. And as we walk with the Holy Spirit in our lives, much the same thing. The Holy Spirit is empowering us, giving us courage to be witnesses, to get the most out of this journey that he's called us to. Fills us with courage. He fills us with godly confidence. He illuminates the scene. He empowers the driver or us to live to their potential. Like I said, you can't take the story too far, the picture, but it's a good one to help understand the role of the Holy Spirit in our life. He brings empowerment to us. This is what it says in Acts chapter 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem 
until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I believe to my core that baptism in the Holy Spirit is a very, very important part of our discipleship journey, of our spiritual journey, and of our prayer focus. Very important. However, let me say this. Baptism in, of, with, people use different terms. could be baptism in the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit, baptism with the Holy Spirit. I don't care what you use. It doesn't make much difference to me. Just make sure it's the Holy Spirit. And, and, Baptism in with of the Holy Spirit is not a salvation issue. Now, when I say salvation, if you haven't got a church background, if you've got no idea what I'm talking about, is that the Bible explains a story to us. Back in the book of Genesis, people made mistakes. They went off the path that God had designed for us and made a mess of things. From that day to this, we still make a mess of things. There had to be a way for us to get back into relationship with God, with the Father. And then we see the story unfold. God's plan was that he would send his son, Jesus, to come and die, to live as a man and die on a cross. And in doing so, without going into all the details right now, he would pay the price for our wrongdoing so that we can be restored in relationship to the Father, to God. When we choose to believe in Jesus, to invite him into our world and to journey with him, we call that being saved in the church. Because you've been saved, you've been rescued from a whole lot of stuff, because the consequences of all that wrongdoing, it tells us, is death. The consequences of the wrongdoing, the consequences of going off track, is that you will try and get through this life and you will have a lack of peace, you will have a lack of hope, you will have a lack of a whole lot. But as we connect with Jesus, our Creator, and we journey with Him the way we're designed to journey, we find that we have hope in our life. We find that we have peace in our life. We find that we have eternal security in our lives. Call that salvation. We call it salvation. Baptism in the Holy Spirit, salvation are actually two different things. Let me show you. Acts chapter 19. When Apollos was, with, was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus. On the coast where he found until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism of the Holy Spirit is about being empowered to live a fully God-empowered life. But we also receive a deposit of the Holy Spirit when we give our lives to Jesus. Now, I say when we give our lives to Jesus. Some people say when you give your heart, when you give your soul, but giving your heart to Jesus isn't enough. Giving your head to Jesus isn't enough. He asks for our life. He says, I want you to die to yourself, surrender daily to yourself, and live for me. When we choose Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit in us. 
these people received the Holy Spirit in them, but they didn't understand there was a Holy Spirit to come on them. Two different things, salvation versus baptism in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1 says this, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17 says, But the person who is joined to the Lord is at one with him. And what that means is when we gave our lives to Jesus and the Holy Spirit came in to our lives, I often say it's living in our heart, when he came into our lives, that somehow mysteriously our spirit was joined to his spirit. That's an amazing thing. I've got a friend who explains it like this. I've explained it like this before, you may remember. Like a cup of tea. You have a cup of hot water, and when you put the tea bag into the cup of hot water, it literally changes the substance that's in the cup. And it's like that when the Holy Spirit comes into us, when we give our lives to Jesus. The substance of our spirit is literally changed and renews daily, the Bible tells us. The Holy Spirit comes in. Romans 8 says this, But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. In other words, before we gave our lives to Jesus, the Spirit of God was not dwelling in us after we gave our lives to Jesus, now the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. You're all right. You're on the same page. No. Yeah, okay? Yeah, too much for a Sunday morning. Gardening, gardening option would have been better. Yeah, talk back in your ears. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, you get it, eh? Great. Today, if you don't, we're going forward. Just listen to the tape. The tape. <laughs> Must be getting old. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is different to, in a different experience to salvation. Acts 1 says this. I read a bit of it before. Let me start here. Uh, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he has promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, is the time come when you'll free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has authority to set these dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Acts 2, one of our favorites, says it like this. On the day of Pentecost, and this is the to the Jews we're talking about here. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. I had this suddenly this morning. I was sitting in my office doing some work, and um, I started hearing the, the wind howling outside. And I looked out the window, and there was this, like, what do you call that, tornado thing? And all the leaves were coming off the ground, going up. It was amazing. Then the rain came. Bring on summer. 
Suddenly there was the sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like tongues or flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. Acts 10 is a fascinating passage of Scripture. In Acts 10, Peter goes up on the roof before lunch. And he wants to have a little snooze while lunch has been ready. And he has this amazing vision. We know it was a vision of God and that he hadn't eaten too much cheese because it was before lunch, not after lunch. Practical God is sometimes. Before lunch, he's on the roof and he has this vision about like a tablecloth being put down in front of him and it was full of animals and different things that were known to the Jewish culture to be unclean. It was rolled out three times. God said, to him, don't call unclean what I've made clean. Peter wakes up from this vision, and as he wakes up, the Holy Spirit says to him, there are some men coming to the door to see you. You need to go with them. On the other side of town, wasn't actually another place, Cornelius, Roman um, officer, has a vision as well, and he's told to go and get Peter. So he sends some men to get Peter. Now, if you understand the subtleties of the scripture here and the cultural background and everything else, the fact that Peter was about to go with this man makes no sense whatsoever. This is a big faith step. Anyway, Peter goes with the servants or the helpers of Cornelius. He goes back to Cornelius' house. They welcome him. They talk. He goes into their house. He's eating with them. Which, again, if you understand the culture, that's a no-no, but he's doing all of this because of the vision that he had. And then we get to Acts 10.44. Even as Peter was saying these things, he was preaching the gospel to them. Even as Peter was saying these things to to them, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to these being baptized now that they too have received the Holy Spirit? So now the Holy Spirit's been poured out on Jews and on non-Jews. In other words, the whole world. The Holy Spirit's been poured out on the whole world. doesn't matter. Every race, every creed, every nation. Holy Spirit's been poured out on us been poured out on, out on, filled up. It's really important that I say at this point, because there is some confusion around. I have heard it said that if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are not saved. That's a load of garbage. Just told you about that. I've heard it said that if you um, do not speak in tongues, you are not saved. No, that's not true either. You find that in the Bible, you'll be struggling. It's not there. That's not right. I've heard it said that, um, uh, lots of things actually, that it's like, you know, you've got your normal Christians. I was going to be naughty, I'm not going to be. I'm just restraining myself. Um, it's, it's easier than cleaning up the mess afterwards. It's... Um, We've got the normal Christians on their journey with God, and then we've got the high-flying ones who are filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, there's this pecking order. A load of garbage. We are all on a journey in God and with God. And I don't want you to feel 
in any environment that we create as a church that you are lesser than or more more than. We are all on a journey with God. If you speak, because the signs biblically of baptism in the Holy Spirit are speaking in tongues and prophecy primarily. And it's very easy, particularly in an environment like ours, that if you don't speak in tongues, that you can feel, oh, I haven't got that. They're a little bit elevated. Well, that's not the case at all. We're all on a journey. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is about living in the fullness of God. Paul says, I would have it that everyone... He says, I pray in tongues more than all of you. But you never hear him or see him coming across going, you're lesser than if you don't. That is just, that's rubbish. We are all on a journey, yes? We're all on a journey. And my desire is that you live a fully empowered life with Christ. Now, I know lots of people who have been prayed uh, to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit don't speak in tongues. My personal take on it is they could if they wanted to but something's holding them back for whatever reason because it is such a beautiful gift. The gift of tongues to edify us, the Bible says, to build us up in our faith. But it's not more or lesser. I like that word. I'm going to keep using it. It's not more or lesser. Yeah, good England. Yeah, yeah, good England. We're all on a journey with God. And God wants you to live fully empowered in your journey And the journey means it's moving. Don't get stuck where you are. Keep moving. Keep moving. I like this. John Bevere, he's a well-known author. Uh, He says this. He says, the Holy Spirit, he's talking about manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit here, prophecy or tongues primarily. He says, the Holy Spirit always comes with noise. But he'll leave silently. Samson's a great example. Samson could do tremendous things as anointed by God, but then he found himself in a position where he tried to do those things he used to be able to do. The Bible says he did not know that the Spirit had left him, and he was unable to do those things. The Holy Spirit will come with noise and will leave silently. But the devil, he'll come in silently, but by crikey, he'll leave with a noise. It's a great thought, isn't it? You leave with the noise. Love it. Let me um, try to illustrate. I just need my things. Hang on. Talk amongst yourselves. Thanks, Wayne. I've got a new one. Yeah. Coke. Let me use Coke as an illustration. I like Coke. I don't drink so much of it anymore. Apparently it'll kill you. Yeah. Apparently the one with apparently sugar kills you. Apparently if you drink the one without sugar, it kills you. So what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You buy KFC. Again, don't take my illustration too far because it will break down. But like, this is a bottle I prepared earlier. It's flat. And 
it looks like Coke. It tastes like Coke, but it's just missing something that Coke should have. I think this bottle's a little bit like before we give our lives to Jesus. There's just something missing. You know it's not quite the real deal. How do you like that? The real thing. You know it's not quite the real thing. It, it looks kind of right. It tastes kind of right, but it's just got that little spark that should be there that's not there. Then we give our hearts to Jesus. One of these fell over. Hopefully it won't go everywhere. We give our hearts to Jesus, and um, that's really good, actually. Who's thirsty? <laughs> Feel my compassion. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bottomless pit, that one. Never mind. Um, it looks like the real thing. It, what do they say? If it looks like it, if it smells like it, probably is it. It looks like the real thing. It tastes like the real thing. It's even got that spark, that fizziness in it. But it's quite well contained. Whilst I like this, there's, not a, uh, there's a lot more potential in this bottle that could be released than has been released. Yes? Yeah. A lot more. And then we have the third bottle, which I've had to do some quick engineering. Thank you, Wayne, on, because the first one... Didn't quite work like I wanted. And then we have this bottle. And if you drop this thing on it and wait and see what happens, nothing. <laughs> I might have to give it a shake. They told me Diet Coke would work better. It's doing something. It's doing something. I'm going to have to give it a shake. It's not working like I want it to. Oh, I'll put another one. Okay. What's that mean? If it doesn't work the first time, just keep adding to it. Oh, there it comes, there it comes. And this is like being baptised with the Holy Spirit. Messy. There's, there's, there's potential in there that's not yet realised. And when the Holy Spirit is poured into our lives, it lights something alive and it releases something in us that previously was not, when I say yet, I mean he, which was not previously released. And the potential that is in there is start to get realized. I cannot imagine living life without being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I can't imagine why I would be comfortable well, I'd be comfortable. I'm comfortable driving a car with a 1500cc engine when that's what it's got. But man, I'd rather have a 5 litre V8 screaming under the bonnet. Why not? If you've got the option, which would you choose? Some of you would choose a 1500 because you like greenies. Save the petrol, save the planet, all that kind of stuff. I know. You know, when I was in America last year, I went to an organic supermarket. I went there in an electric car with people. I went into the organic supermarket where you can buy purple corn chips. They're the saddest bunch of people I've ever seen in my life. I am telling you. It was like... Good grief. Get a life, people. Just 
Yeah. I digress. Eh? Yeah, KFC. <laughs> anyway, we, we can choose how we live. We can choose flat. We can live with a bit of a spark. Or we can just allow God to pour everything he wants to pour into our lives and go for the ride of a lifetime. I'm going for option three. That's where I'm going. I don't want to settle for option two. Option two looks good, but it looks quite safe. I'd rather go for option three. If I can jump off the five-metre diving board at the pools or the 10-metre, I'm going to the 10-metre. That's the choice. It'll hurt a bit if I get it wrong, but it's all right. The ride down will be spectacular, <laughs> say the least. So, so how do you want to live? Do you want to live flat? Do you want to live with a bit of spark? Or do you want to live like to the potential that God's placed in you? When God sends us on mission, do you want to live flat? Well, you probably won't go on the mission if you're flat. Do you want to go kind of, you know, like totally in control and everything else? Or do you want to go full? I think of Grant McAllister, one of our missionaries. He tells the story of his first missions trip. They've been in, um, how long have they been in China? 18 years, is it? 19 years? Something like that. They tell the, he tells the story of his first mission trip. He had recently come to know Jesus. And he had this desire burn, this burning desire in his belly for missions. And that he was going to, that God had called him to missions. So he said, yes. He had been baptized in the Holy Spirit and was full of passion and fervor. And he said, let's go. So they said, we're going on a, a missions trip to Poland, I think it was. And he said, great, I'll lead the team. So he led the team. He arrives in Poland and has got to preach to the people. Well, no preparation he decides he's so passionate and fervent in God that he's just going to preach in tongues and they will understand. And they didn't. He says this was the worst trip, one of the worst trips of his life. And he came and regrouped. He made a right mess of that, but you know, he's regrouped and he spent the last 18 or 20 years, whatever it is, on mission for God in China and other places with radical results. And you go, yeah, I want to live that life. It might get a bit messy. I might make a mess of it here and there. I might get a bit of egg on my face even now and again. But that's okay. I want to live that life. And God will empower every one of us to live that life. It is called baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't know where you're at today. But if you're the flat coke, you've never connected with Jesus. You're not on this journey with God. Well, you are on a journey. We're all on a journey. But you don't understand the journey. You don't know where you're at yet. If you're the flat coke, I don't say that to insult you. I say that to make you aware that there is a vital ingredient missing in your world that needs to be there. And his name's Jesus. His name is Jesus. And today... There is an invitation to walk with him. There is an invitation to invite him into our world. There's an invitation to journey with him. There is an invitation to uh, let him take all of our baggage, all of the, the things that would stop us connecting with God, the Father. He'll take all of that. That's why he went to the cross. He wants to take that and he wants to plug us into relationship with him and then journey with us. Can I ask you to bow your heads for just a moment? Because if you find yourself there this morning where you don't know him or you have known him and for whatever reason you've backed right away from relationship, 
I want to give you an opportunity right now to reconnect with him. And I'm going to ask you in a moment, if you find yourself in this place where you've, you've never started the journey to your knowledge or you've, you've walked back for whatever reason, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand just in a moment. And you're saying, you're not lifting it for me, you're lifting it to God. And you're saying, I want to start that journey or I want to recommence that journey with you. I want to go on the journey. And for some of us, that'll be a really difficult decision to make. Not in difficult as in making the decision, but as in following through. Even lifting your hand will feel like you've got concrete in your elbows. However, it is the greatest decision any of us ever make. And Jesus will take us and he will journey with us from glory to glory, go from hopelessness to hope, go from no peace to peace, go from a lost eternity with too many questions to even start answering to an eternity that you're looking forward to. Go from loneliness to knowing that you're not in the journey on your own. You go to knowing complete, beautiful love of our Creator. This morning, if you need to say yes to Jesus to start the journey, or you're saying, look, I've got to get back in the right place, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just one moment. And you're saying, yes, Jesus, let's go. Let's start this journey. When you lift your hand, I want to acknowledge you. You can put it up and put it down again. So I'll be celebrating that you're on the journey with Jesus. This morning, if you know you need to respond to him, can you lift your hand right now, please? Let's make sure I see it. Thank you. I see your hands. That's awesome. I've seen two people lift their hands so far. Make sure you get three people. Wait a couple more seconds. Anybody else today? Seen three people lift their hands to Jesus this morning. The Bible tells me that when one person gets right with God, the angels celebrate. My interpretation of that is heaven right now is throwing a great party because three people are responding to Jesus from their hearts. Can we please give them a massive big head? Fantastic. That is great. If you lifted your hand this morning at the end as we, we finish it, please come and see me. I'd love to shake your hand and congratulate you personally second thing I'd like to do this morning is I would like us to create opportunity if you've never been baptised in the Holy Spirit but you'd like to be it's the empowerment of God to live the life he's called us to live for him and if you're sitting this, this morning and you're going you know I know there's more but I'm not quite sure what it is and you haven't been baptised in the Holy Spirit that's the next step for you that is the next step or maybe this morning you're here and you're feeling really, really dry spiritually. Why don't you come and let some leaders stand with you and let's pray together for the refreshing of God.
return and come into your life. Can I invite you to stand for a moment, please? By the way, if you want to know more about this, School of the Spirit would be a great place to go next weekend. Father, I thank you that your desire is to journey with each one of us. Holy Spirit, I thank you. You're the agency. You're the person that is doing the journey at our side. And I thank you that you want to pour yourself into our lives, onto our lives. You want to fill us. You want us to be vibrant and fresh and full of passion. That the potential of our lives would be reached in you. And Lord, I pray that when it, wherever we are this week and whenever we're there, that we would be like Jesus. We'd be filled with courage. We'd be filled with the power of your Spirit. We'd be filled with enthusiasm to be the answer. Solve a problem. Bring the kind word. The act of kindness. Reveal your plan for people. And I ask that you would release and impart courage for every one of us now to be that answer wherever you've placed us to be. And I thank you for placing us in so many different places. Lord, for those who know that they need to be baptized in your Holy Spirit, for those who are tired and weary and know they need to be refreshed, I ask that you would stir courage even now in Jesus' name that we would take action and that we would throw ourselves into your arms with great expectation that you are the answer. Let us all work with a, walk with a great sense of divine favour this week, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As we finish, if you know you need to be baptised, need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, why don't you come down the front? I would love to pray with you. Some of the leaders would love to pray with you. If you're feeling tired and you really want to be refreshed in God this morning, i got faith that God wants to refresh and fill people with the Holy Spirit this morning. Please don't leave without doing that. Make a couple of minutes, take a couple of minutes to come down the front here and we'll stand with you and minister to you in Jesus' name. Amen. sing as people come down the front if you'd like someone to stand with you in prayer that would be fantastic but um, if you do need to go then please be free to go I want to say thank you church for your giving and I declare blessing upon every household in Jesus name remember the giving stations are on the left out in both the foyers also the question for the week for the children is how does our relationship with God help us in life? Isn't that a great question? How does our relationship with God help us in life? I reckon that's a good one for us all to discuss together. Also, parents, please don't forget about your kids. How about thanking the kids' leaders when you go and sign your, your kids out this morning? How about giving them a great big thanks and maybe a smooch on the cheek. Big thank you. They're incredible, aren't they? So thank them as you sign your kids out. Let's sing. Let's worship together. And please come down the front if you would like someone to stand with you.
Holy Spirit rain down on me rain down on me Holy Spirit rain down for in you I'm a new
you're feeling a stirring in your heart right now and a need to respond, why don't you come to the front? Our prayer teams are here to lift you up in prayer. Can I encourage you, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, come to the front as well.
I want.